I believe that everything that I'm going to be sharing is going to make sense here in your heart. But you're going to get very confused up here in your head because of what we've been taught, what religion has taught us, what we might have heard at the pulpits from our pastors, uh, what we might have read in certain books. But I could almost guarantee you that the things I'm going to share is going to confirm your heart. You know why? Because God's in your heart. And I'm going to throw out a challenge here because I'm not sure if a lot of the things that are being taught at the church are from God. Now I want you to think about something, folks. If God is so good, if God is so loving, why do we not care about God sometimes? In fact, if God is so good, God is so merciful, God is so gracious, why are we so scared of Him when we mess up? Think about it, folks. We have something called the good news. At least that's what we call it. Can I just break down for you what I think how the gospel is shared and how I don't think this is the gospel? Okay, so this might raise some eyebrows. Okay? Now, how many of you have heard the gospel as like two hills? Okay? Maybe some of you have seen a drawing. You see God up here and then you're down here because you're separated from God because of your sin. So you're on this bridge, there's a great divide, but then all of a sudden Jesus Christ comes so there's an image of a huge cross right in between that divide, between the two hills, between God and man. And then because of the cross, Jesus becomes your bridge, right? But then God's up here and you're down here. So what do we do? What do we tell people in the church today? What you need to do is there's these certain steps. You need to confess, repent. You need to believe, have faith. And all of a sudden, you get to God. That's not the gospel. Now, do you know why that's not the gospel? Because it's focusing on you trying to get to God. Now, did you know that almost every major religion teaches that, okay, you're separated from God, now here's what you can do to get to God. But here's what us Christians want to do, okay? Because we want to criticize other religions, say, oh, they're just preaching good works. No, but us Christians, we do it too, because, yeah, you don't have to do any good works, but you need to repent and you need to believe in order to get back to God. Or they'll even say, no, there's a special kind of repentance that you need to do in order to get to God. But if that's the case, folks, in the incarnation of when God came in human form means nothing. What God did is that He already came towards you and included you in Himself, in His Son. And as you're included in His Son, you now participate in this relationship of Father, Son, and Spirit. When Adam sinned, what happened? It affected who? The whole world. Okay. But isn't it interesting that all of a sudden we always make it seem like you have to do something in order for you to be affected by what God did? Whether it's through rituals, whether it's through prayers, whether it's through a special kind of repentance or something like that, whatever you want to call it. Okay? But in fact, God already went on the cross through His Son and said, It is in Adam, because of his sin, it affected the whole world. In Adam, there was a universal work. But in Christ, there was a universal work as well, but more so, more so, more so, more so. What do I mean? Now, isn't it interesting? You're going to read in Romans chapter 5, there's going to be a comparison between Adam and Jesus. Adam did this, Jesus did that. Adam did this, Jesus did that. But if you look at the comparison between Adam's work of affecting this whole world with sin and everything and death, and then the work of Jesus, It'll always say with Jesus, but more so, much more, much more, much more, all, all, many, many. 
Yet when you listen to Christianity today, it's like the whole world was affected by Adam's sin, but what Christ did did not affect the whole world. It only affects those who have faith in Him, which is what we've been taught, which is what I've been taught. That unless you have faith in Him, what He did on the cross didn't really matter. It matters, folks. Did you know that because of what He did, whether you believe it or not, you are adopted into the family of Father, Son, and Spirit. You are adopted into this relationship. Folks, it's not about not going to hell, okay? Like when I was growing up, I would always like share my faith with people and then I always try to do a quick prayer so they won't go to hell anymore. And many times we're preaching a gospel where we're only pointing to God in the sense of, if you don't accept him, you're gonna burn. So we call it fire insurance, right? The gospel is like fire insurance. Instead of pointing to this one who came down because he loves you. Because he saw your need, he saw your brokenness, he saw your hardship, he saw your sickness, he says, I've come. Okay, because there is no such thing as this bridge. You have faith, all of a sudden you hop the bridge, now you're with God. No, the Bible says that because of Christ, you already reconciled to God, the world just doesn't know it. But a lot of times when you hear it in the church today, it's only those who do rituals or pray. But the Bible says that Jesus is a lamb who came to take the sins of those who believe, Jesus is a lamb who came to take away the sins of those who repent and confess. Jesus is a lamb who came to take away the sins of those who say the right prayer. What does the Bible say? Jesus is a lamb who came to take the sins of the whole world. world. What he did was already finished for the whole world. And that's why you'll find people who may not have it all theologically there who do good on this earth, but they don't know why they do it because their understanding of God is just not there, but it's because God is already working in them. God is the one sustaining every single person here in this room, whether you know Him or not. God is just so interested in your heart that you could be broken and cry and it's okay. You don't need to have it all together. Just let Him hold you and believe that He loves you. And there's something about when you believe that God loves you, it changes your life because the kingdom of God is now here. And that's the whole point of preaching the gospel. It's not because, oh, just so when you die, you better make sure you're there. But it's also the fact that you can experience life now. And this is a very interesting part that a lot of people are not aware of. When we quote John 3:16, when you believe in him, you will not perish, but have eternal life. A lot of people interpret that as just when you die and you go to heaven. Did you know that the original meaning of eternal is actually not really eternal? It's a set, the original meaning talks about a vitality of life. There's a quality of life for you to experience in this age now. It's kind of like with the first time that you're in love and hopefully it keeps going. There's something about when, when, you're, when you're with that person that you're attracted to, that person that you love. What happens with time? It goes by fast because there's a sense of quality of life with them. The good news is this, you're already forgiven. You're already, you're already forgiven. All you need to is that what your faith does, it doesn't get God to do something. It's your faith is you saying, Jesus, thank you. Thank you. What, you died for me? And Jesus saying, yes, yes, yes. So here's what I'm telling you, folks. The whole world is forgiven. The whole world was included in his death and in burial and resurrection. It's not just for those who believe. That's why the good news is to declare to people, you are included in the Father, Son, and Spirit relationship right now. You just don't know. Knowing God changes everything. The kingdom of God is here. Love, peace, joy. 
If you don't want them, by all means. But we all know that when we don't choose to follow love, and we don't choose to follow the ways of God, His heart, our life gets pretty messed up. God loves you. You want Him? He's here. You don't want Him? Okay. Folks, what you believe does not save you. Christ saves Christ you. Saves Christ saves you. And when you tell somebody the good news, that's just helping you to wake up into this reality of what Christ has done. You wake up a new person. Right, because when you say, I believe in Jesus, look how much your view of Jesus has changed over the years. You've never had it perfectly down. Know him. Know his heart. This is what he did 2,000 years ago on the cross. He saved you. He saved you. He saved you. Believe. Believe. Believe.